In response, a legacy podcast is brought to you by greatnessatanycost.com and austrian-legacy.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the little milestone we've got this time, the first milestone of our podcasting career. It, this is our 10th episode of In Response, a legacy podcast. I'm Philip Klein. I'm Daniel. And I'm Peter Plank. And we're talking about legacy. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we have the... We have our first ten episodes in the in the books in the books. So uh, we we gotta say we we don't have a very special episode planned for you. Not really, yeah. Just the usual. So just the usual. Um, and for for today's episode, uh, we have some. We have some uh, topics for you. Yeah. Which so, are? yeah, this time we have some uh, private stuff to talk about. Uh, I was on vacation uh, last week, so I'm going to tell you about this. I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you about my last two f uh, Friday night magics with uh, Black Death. Then, Daniel, what will you tell us? Uh, just uh, some uh, small interesting aspects about my... I would say sports career that I can tell you and um, maybe one or two things about also FNM and deck lists, what is going. Um, yeah, what's up for you, Peter? What yeah, you tell? <clears throat> I will mostly introduce you to a new mainstay topic in the world, which is COVID because I'm currently experiencing it a little bit, not with, with an infection in my case, but in my area of, of personal connections. And yeah, a little bit about the streams I'm currently doing, but this will be also the next topic. What's about that, mm -hmm. Phil? And yeah, last week we recasted the Austrian Legacy League. I think it was uh, day five or day six. Yeah, it was the it and was the fifth day. <clears throat> day five, yeah. Uh, yeah, the fifth day, and we uh, got the whole crew together and recasted it and streamed it on Twitch and then we're gonna tell you some a uh, little bit about that and for the next topic we're gonna talk about the huge huge um, legacy events from last weekend the eternal weekend yay and the last thing is yeah COVID a and little bit of uh, our yeah league yeah um, the Austrian Legacy League. And what are we going to do now with Paper Play that it is stopped? So, at first, um, yeah, Daniel, tell yeah. us something. Uh, what What's going on in your sports career at the moment? Uh, how mm -hmm. um, does training work out? Um, it's getting better for me. Um, for all listeners, I'm... Uh, mostly interested in uh, cardio sports, um, as opposed to my other two co-hosts, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we had this discussion uh, before. 
Um, but I'm, I'm definitely into running and also cycling. And uh, my big goal for next year is to uh, attend in a mar marathon, but um, not the full distance, just the half distance, which is... So, so it's a half marathon, yeah. A half marathon, yes. With uh, 21 kilometers. Uh, I'm sorry for, for USA uh, listeners. I don't know the exact uh, distances in miles, I have to say. I think it's... 14 miles? I'm not sure. Uh, something about yeah. that. Yeah. And for that, I'm um, attending, uh, uh, let's say, a course, a sports class uh, specified for running. And um, what we did last Monday, for example, we had an is interesting training um, where we, um, let's say, um, performed some technical aspects and uh, trainings to increase your uh, running technique. And I had to say that is something that regular runners might underestimate. And I'm hoping that I could, yeah, use some uh, of that technique that I learned to improve my over overall performance in speed or um, my endurance basically. Because as you can imagine, 21 kilometers is not that easy to accomplish. I'm a little bit scared, I have to say. Okay. Yeah, but um, my goal is actually to finish the 21 kilometers in one hour and 50 minutes, or let's say under that. So, so you have also a time limit yes. for yourself. Okay. For, yeah. uh, that's my personal goal, and uh, I'm trying to go for that. Um, and see, what I know is that the marathon for next year is uh, scheduled to be in October. Yeah, in autumn, yeah. Yeah, and so I have a whole year <laughs> going from now um, to train for that. So that's my biggest hope that I can accomplish that. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually talked about uh, mm -hmm. to, to run it together. I haven't, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, haven't begun the training yet, <laughs> but I certainly will. Uh, I mean, there's lots of time now, but yeah. Um, yeah. You you gotta you gotta start slowly. I mean, it, it's sufficient if you start maybe once or twice a week. Yeah, I, I've run a half marathon uh, before. Yeah, uh, just a one timer, and I wasn't really prepared for it. Okay, uh, I had I was sore. I think for about a week or, or one and a half sure. week after it. It was such so painful, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did it, and it was a great feeling. And I, uh, I think it, you don't even need that much uh, training to go the full, uh, yeah, to, I mean, to go the, the the half marathon distance. Uh, but yeah, that. Uh, but with that the personal goal you you mm -hmm. set yourself, uh, that's a whole kind of story. So uh, it's easy to 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 go the distance. Mm -hmm. I agree, but in the but to be in the in the right uh, time limit, that it's it's that's more difficult really if you set hard. yourself yeah. a, a time limit like For that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm. It's not about um, yeah finishing at all. I mean, I I basically could do that. I, I imagine I can do that anytime. Yeah, it's not. That I mean, hard. if uh, if time is not really, a matter. really 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 sore. And yeah, yeah, for sure. So painful. <laughs> I, I think my my time was. Uh, between something about 
22.30 yeah okay for my half marathon that that's not really a great time no but uh, it's, it's definitely fine well yeah. it was okay i think yeah and yeah, peter I, what about you um yeah about the fitness topic i i can talk about this a little bit too because yeah as as i said in the introduction in the start i'm currently experiencing how it is if you know someone that that has covid and because mm -hmm. of that i'm now a little bit like more than a week it's since i was last at the fitness studio and at the gym and it really gets to me now i i really liked doing some amount of exercises a week two three times a week and yeah it It really comes to to my body now that I have to try to to find something that can can work for me to to do some work at home because I'm mm -hmm. not really the guy who wants to do um, stuff with his own weight. I I've started now with with doing in in the, the in the machines in the in, at the gym to do some work there for for uh, breast muscles for for. Uh, for for the back and stuff like that to to get a little bit more healthy in that regard besides mm -hmm. only doing cardio training for for the for the latest two months and yeah it really gets to me now and yeah as as far as covid my my brother is now infected with it and be because of the the enforcement laws in austria he has to stay in tyrol now for the next two months in a hotel where he was Because he is, he's currently on a good way in getting a professional ski skier, and he he stayed there with with the USV. It's called in Austria the the Austrian Ski Association, and yeah, he now has to to stay there for for the next two months, uh, next two <laughs> weeks, and yeah, I'm currently. Oh, it, it's just weeks because okay, yeah. it, it's it's just weeks. Yeah. Okay. Two months would be a little bit long. No, it's it's just the the infection time that everything yeah, yeah. cools but down. But isn't it ten days in in Austria right now? Yeah, but but the quarantine for him is, it should be ten days because I think he yeah it's mm -hmm. because he has to stay there until the twenty eighth of October. Yeah, mm. another. Eight I mean, days. it's still long enough to to yeah. to be kind of stuck in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I that mean, he he gets his food delivered. Sounds. I mean, he gets his food delivered yeah. into his room, but it's yeah, definitely not it's something you want to experience. It gets boring very fast. Yeah, there, the best there kind of situation. That much on Netflix. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah, it's it's currently a little bit weird, as you may hear it. Um, we are doing this episode remote uh, because I've had connection with my parents who were on the pre-day to his infection with my brother i'm currently a little bit shut down from everyone else and yeah so in my living room where we had the the, the recast last week and yeah it's it's a little bit different but with web webcams i can see my two co-hosts and yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect so yeah What about you, Philip? You wanted to talk about magic and yeah. vacation. 
Yeah, uh, as you probably know, our listeners uh, will notice, uh, I was on vacation, um, I think the week before. Yeah. And I was in, in South Styria uh, at a wine street. So we have a huge, huge for, for Austrian <laughs> measures, uh, a huge wine uh, district or wine region in Austria. A winery? A wine region. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I went there with my girlfriend and we had a lovely time. We had such great weather. We, we were sitting at the pool uh, in, in, the, in the sun and we had about 20 to 21 degrees uh, Celsius. And oh, really? It was just really cool to experience... Um, such summer-like temperatures mm. in October. And yeah, it was uh, the first vacation for me this year, the first week off from work. So I really needed that to to uh, be myself again and to, to yeah, de-stress yeah. a little bit. It was really cool. We had a nice, uh, a nice time there. And... Yeah, that that's about what happened for me in my, in my leisure time. Mm -hmm. So um, now going back uh, back to our really big topic to mm -hmm. Magic the Gathering. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I I gotta say I tried something new. For I I mean. For, 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 you, for your terms or for general terms? I mean, something for new for you might not be something new for others. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, what I wanted to say is, um, it was new for me, but the others uh, always uh, thought it was really a deck that, that just screams Philip. <coughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was playing uh, Tress Widen's Uh, list uh, I think his, his MTGO name is You, Me and Iowa it's uh, he's the inventor of the deck it's called Black Death it's called about uh, it's called after the <coughs> main combo pieces it's mm -hmm. uh, the Dark Deaths combo Tendrils of Agony and, and the Helm of Obedience And so you get the name, it's D-E-T-H. Mm -hmm. And it's just um, a mono-black, all, all the combos put together. And it and I went in the first FNM 3-and-1 and in the second FNM 3-and-1, uh, only losing to Maverick and to Death in Texas. Uh, Seems fair. Yeah, these are really hard matchups, I think. Uh, I think so. those decks have a lot of tools to disrupt your combos. Yeah, like uh, like with Death in Texas from last Friday, uh, when you just go turn one Caracas, turn two Wasteland into Thalia, and they just shut down mm. um, basically everything. Basically every combo or against um, Maverick, uh, where they just uh, got to turn three um, Green Sun Zenith into Collector Roof. Mm. And also shut almost every combo up uh, down. Uh, these are really, really hard uh, matchups. But it was 
a lot of fun to play. It was really cool. I think I killed two times with tendrils, mm -hmm. um, three to four times with the helm combo, one time with lettuce, uh, three or four times with uh, a huge twenty twenty, and uh, and one time with painter and grindstone from the sideboard. So Ooh, nice! I, I didn't even know that you also played a painter combo. Yeah, it's also painter and also echo of eons. Um, echo of eons combined with LED. Basically everything. Just LED. And yeah, just LED, but, but, but basically it's not really everything. a combo then. Just to refill your hand. Yeah, it's a refill okay. your hand. But it's an option to go for. Yeah, for sure. That's what you meant to say. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah, it's a really cool deck. Everyone who wants to try something off the wall, I can uh, recommend it. Um, if you want to follow the the constructor of the deck, it's at Tresswidden with double D on Twitter. And you and me in Iowa on MTGO. And I think also on Twitch. I, I'm not sure actually now, but you can find him definitely on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And for you, Daniel, how was um, your FNMs? I played, um, usually I played Tess in the last few weeks, but um, I'm originally more. Uh, an end type of player um, it was my original kind of storm deck back in the day and I was a little bit disappointed that and kind of I don't know um, it lost some of its power in the recent month I don't know why actually maybe because of um, Wheel of Summer maybe because of Wheel of Summer because um, end is not really a good tech to uh, deck to play around that but in the last few weeks it seems that Ant has maybe been uh, improved in power level a little, a little bit more yeah, so it's gotten steam again yeah um, I, I personally like uh, a version that runs Whale of Summer themselves in the main deck um, for example I play three copies of it uh, in the main deck currently um, typically some or most ant lists that you find online um, don't really play well of summer main deck it's just mostly a one-off or some extra copies in the sideboard I personally don't think that's all that good because I just think that will of summer is a very strong key piece in the storm deck to protect your combo altogether and also um, I, I just uh, want to, um, since I'm remembering it, back in the days when Checkpile was uh, one of the best decks, um, Storm had uh, Gidexin Probe, of course, which is a very strong card, but um, one of the biggest hoses for Storm was, for example, Him to Turok. Yeah. And if I had access to Veil of Summer, this would be a very different story. Uh, I think this matchup would then be, I don't know, even maybe favorable for Storm. Um, but due to him, the Turok, and uh, back in the days, of course, you also had uh, Death Red Shaman. Um, the deck was, or the matchup was, yeah, a little bit behind for Storm. Mm -hmm. Would you would you rather play against him, the Turok, or against Vale of Summer? I think 
actually rather against the Veil of Summer, I have to okay, say. Okay, do you find it easier? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, it depends. Um, Veil of Summer means that I need to, I mean, Veil of Summer can easily said be just countered by one card if you just cast a discard spell of your own. Then um, you can take the Veil of Summer or your opponent casts it. And then I know I have to pass and uh, go off the next turn, which is, yeah, value for your opponent, of course, but it's not interrupting my um, my rituals and my setup that or my, my the sculpting of my hand, let's say, um, uh, just the way like him uh, the is able to do. So in that sense, I'm more, uh, let's say, it is more predictable. Uh, if you know you're playing against Wheel of Summer, then you're against uh, Hymn to Turok. Okay. In, in my opinion, it just feels better. I know uh, Wheel of Summer can uh, sometimes just hose you really bad, especially in Ant, because you don't have access to Grapeshot. Um, but what I found also in Tess is that even Grapeshot is so hard to pull off sometimes. I mean, even for Tess... Especially if you don't have access to past in flames loops, uh, generating twenty storm in the most extreme cases is so hard to do yeah. that I think just having access or or uh, the the argument of tests that it is able to play around will of summer is a little bit I don't know maybe far fetched even okay. I mean yeah it is able to but it is not able to do it easily yeah. in my opinion so. In that in that sense, um, I'm happy to be on end back again right now, and um, especially with the new addition of Kahira as a companion. Yeah, I really like this tech. It's it's from yeah Cliffy from. I yeah the uh, I mean uh, they the the Storm Pros did try it before, but they never tried it in combination with uh, Force of Vigor. Um, the, the, the tech is just so yeah, cool. I, uh, I, I love it. Fast of Vigor is actually the card that Storm really needed at at this point because it is able to... Uh, one of the most problematic cards for Storm right now are cards like Deafening Silence. Or... Um, yeah, um, if, you're, if you're planning for Past in Flames loop, of course, uh, Leylands or... Um, Chalice. Chalice. Chalice, of course, yeah. Exactly, thank you. Um, and Force of Vigor is just the perfect answer for this meta right now, for the hit pieces. And in that sense, it is just a perfect uh, addition to the deck. And yeah. Oh, and there's also a reason why I like Wheel of Summer main deck, because their Force of Vigors are just more easily online, even without the Companion. But of course, with the companion, you just always have your force of figure. Yeah, you basically pay, uh, play the Kahira, uh, the companion, yeah. just as force of vigor pitch fodder. And sometimes you can just play it as a threat. Oh, okay. Th this, uh, yeah. I I that uh, happens a lot of the times also, even uh, or especially after sideboarding. Okay. Uh, most of the decks, or uh, basically every deck, should board out all their removal spells against you, at least all their spot removals. And uh, Kahira can then act as, I don't know, even it could uh, just win you the game if your opponent can't remove it. Or if it gets in for, let's say, one or, one or two hits, it means it is 
three storm counters less that you have to uh, storm or generate, mm -hmm. which is also quite available. Yeah, and yeah, the, totally the, that, the yeah. question is, you don't show career as a companion in game one, am I right? No, you do. Um, okay. uh, no, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to. Ah, okay. You don't have to. And and this is this actually an interesting aspect. Um, it might even be correct that you don't, yeah. Yeah, because, um, because if it's common knowledge that only Storm plays Kahiri, you don't want to show prior mm -hmm. the keep that you're on Storm. That's actually a good point, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a small edge that you're losing here uh, because even in game one, you could technically, technically uh, get your Kahira casted as a threat and against some decks that might be a good option to have yeah even game one but i can see your point yeah and especially with mulligan decision decisions for uh, storming game one this is uh, a valuable information that you need to cover yeah yeah because against so, the fair matchup uh at not only at elva but uh, a snowco player mm -hmm. if you have a hand like force of will force of will um Oko, Ponder, Force of Negation, Land, Land or something like that, which could be debatable to keep because it does nothing against the fair deck, would be an okay mm -hmm. keep against Storm if you if you know that they are on Storm because it has no access to 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 any removal spell or so 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 you would lose the fair game. That's true. So. I mean, this is an extreme case with multiple forces, but yeah. I think there are the both points in, in revealing and declining the, re mm. the reveal for it. But, but uh, after thinking about it, I kind of like the not revealing plan. Yeah, me too. I also think it's really good for game one. Mm -hmm. And then catch them off guard for game two and have Seems the good actually. To, to ride an easy way to victory. I like it. And and yeah, what I cool. like is now that um, at least Cyrus posted on Twitter a, a new deck list for, for Ant. So there are now maybe some old faces, deck uh, deck defining faces um, back in the game, which would be really, really good for, for, for Legacy and Ant in general. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. Um, and one point I wanted to ask you is about the new and lists, uh, at Norsum lists, um, the Esper lists, have you seen them? Uh, yeah, uh, actually, yeah, uh, I, I saw them because Philip showed me one, uh, yeah, one version. so cool. It, I, I really like it. Um, I think it's a really cool deck, but I haven't got the chance to try it out, but I definitely will. Okay. Okay. I think, uh, but I can't say much about it. Czechs got, uh, a 5-0 with it mm -hmm. in the league. And it basically plays like the modern version. Mm -hmm. It just uh, it, it doesn't kill with Lightning Storm and then the Simi Spirit Guides, uh, but it kills with Sickening Dreams. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know Sickening Dreams, it's for one and a black sorcery. And as an additional cost to cast this spell, you have to discard X cards. And it's each player loses X life. Mm -hmm. So... And basically, all you have to do is cast uh, Angel's Grace and then Ad Nauseam for your, for your deck. Make two mana, 
cast Sickening Dreams, discard 30 cards, uh, and win on the spot. Okay. Uh, the cool thing with uh, this kind of combo is here uh, that, it, that it doesn't target. Mm -hmm. So it gets around the Whale of Summer, mm -hmm. and it gets around it in the main deck, which is really cool, and you don't need a lot of Storm. Uh, yeah. What what I think because I I tried it a little bit on, on Magic Online uh, that it's sometimes really really hard to get the mana for Ad Nauseam yeah for for both uh, for both pieces mm -hmm. of the combo but it's really cool it's really funny the wishboard is uh, great I, I love wishboards you play a cunning wish uh, yeah. if I remember yeah mm -hmm. yeah for cunning wishes and yeah, I hope to see it soon from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, for our next topic, we're going to uh, talk about our recasting from the ALL event. Um, just for clarification, we up until now we had a paper legacy event each Friday, which got streamed on Twitch in, uh, at the channel Austrian underscore legacy. Uh, unfortunately, without commentary because uh, everyone is playing always. <laughs> so the it's stream is... a little is, bit hard to accomplish. Yeah. And so the stream is always uh, silent. We've got ambient uh, noise, but we're working on uh, getting music. And so... Peter is always um, recasting it each Monday uh, on his Twitch at yep. Unicorn Lord MTG, but the O in the Lord is in zero. Correct. And <laughs> 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 I, I, I practiced. I practiced. <laughs> and um, yeah, and for this time, for this special time, we've got the whole crew together. We recasted the, the event. And it was a hell of a fun. It was great. Mm -hmm. I think we certainly will do that again if we can in the in the near future. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, how did you like it, Daniel? Oh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I have to say, it is quite challenging um, if you um, have to think about, um, or let's say, to be as relaxed as you should be to um, keep your head clear for concentrating on the match while also uh, figuring out how you want to tell the people what is going on in your mind because I know what I think uh, when I see a board state and what to do but it is oftentimes a little bit difficult to explain Yeah. And, and, um, but it's, in that regard it was quite challenging for me but um, um, the longer the stream went, and I think we w we had about three hours to uh, stream. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit more than three hours. Mm -hmm. uh, in the last hour or so, it was basically um, I, I, I got comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, we got in the flow, and yeah. it was uh, really cool. So yeah. um, this was a ni really nice experience, and I'm yeah. happy and to be. And each again. glass of wine helped, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to drive, so for, for, for me sure. it wasn't so much. But uh, yeah. I really liked it. I was a little bit nervous at, at first. Me too, yeah. Um, what 
uh, what doesn't really uh, what doesn't really happen often to me yeah mm-hmm. i'm not really a nervous person at first uh, but this was a whole new story a whole new thing for me so even even i got nervous there <laughs> and yeah. and i think you can also uh see it on the on the stream or on the bot we've posted on youtube for everyone uh we have now also a youtube channel where we post uh, or we upload the videos uh the commentated videos from peter and from us and you can always rewatch them and we've got timestamps we've got it covered so just go ahead and uh, look us up on YouTube. It's Austrian Legacy League. We are bo- we have a whopping twelve subscribers at the moment. <laughs> so <laughs> bring that number up. Yeah, <laughs> those are rookie we, numbers. We want to see at <laughs> least those are rookie 13. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirteen would be great. <laughs> but but the and most yet. important number would be sixty nine. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 420 <laughs> or 666 or 1337 would be great too oh yeah oh yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah that would be lead <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah i think that that was uh the things we got to say about the recast what happens in the matches uh just watch the what yeah ju- just watch the what yeah that's what i wanted to say um we are always open for feedback, and you can always leave them in the in the YouTube comments, or or just tweet them directly to us. You can always slide into DMs on Twitter. It's at response underscore legacy. Um, yeah, for our next topic, we had probably the biggest and best Magic Online event in this whole year uh, i'm not even sure if it was the biggest in the whole history of magic online it was the free day eternal weekend uh we have three consecutive uh tournaments tournaments yep. yeah mm-hmm. one on friday one on saturday and one on sunday um the friday one was called eternal weekend caracas because you've uh the winner got a painting of a giant Caracas. Okay. And the second one was the Eternal Weekend Richardon port. So you've got a the winner got the painting of a Richardon port. And the third one from Sunday was the Eternal Weekend Maze of If. And like all like I said, the the winner got a painting from Maze of If. The the paintings are very valuable. I think they go for about Ten to fifteen thousand dollars on yeah. the secondary market. Really? So, okay. uh, winning uh, winning the Eternal Weekend is a r- really great success and also a financial success. But I think if if I would ever win uh, something like that, with, which will probably never happen, um, <laughs> I won't won't ever sell sell this. The, the yeah, yeah, sure. That's just a, it's, it's your trophy. Yeah, basically, it's yeah, a trophy. You, you, w- you wouldn't sell your trophy. Uh, never, never. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, if you if you have to buy something, then maybe. But but it's 
just more valuable to you because it's something that you have accomplished that this yeah yeah the personal value outweighs the financial value i think mm -hmm. yeah, by far by far mm -hmm. i also got my uh, two trophies from the national championship and <laughs> the the trophies are more valuable to to me than than the the cards i've got with with mm -hmm. it yeah the, the the title is just so much more uh, more valuable mm -hmm. yeah at, le at least for me it's like that um yeah going over the deck lists from the eternal weekend caracas mm -hmm. that's from friday this should be the first event here yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's the first event um we've got just uh the, the top eight. We go over the top eights here. Mm -hmm. In eighth place, we've got Bomb Track on Defton, Texas. On seventh place, we've got Blade 400 on Eldrazi Stompy. Sixth place uh, is Matthew B3 on Snowco. And also on fifth place, Snowco from JPA93. On fourth place, we've got another Defton, Texas from Christiani Bar. On third place, we've got a Buck Hogan list from Hey Cutie. On second place, we've got Rack Delva from Gui Ducat from Daniel Gutschel. And on first place, we've got a Snowco list, a no red list from Patrick Green. His moto handle is Green PM33. And. Yeah, actually, no red, even no uh, blasts in the sideboard. Yeah, it's, it's a no red list, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so there were a lot of Okos. Oh yeah, how many Okos do we have? Um, and a lot of Texas. copies. 29 uh, copies. Two, two Def and Texas lists. Two Def and Texas lists, yeah. Um, yeah. The most played cards it just played here is we have 29 copies of Oko. Um, is this for the top 16, it's right? It's for yeah. the top 16, yeah. So we have uh, Okos in 62% uh, of all decks. In the top sixteen, the we, top 16 yeah. uh, we are now looking on goldfish, so we only got the uh, top sixteen mm -hmm. um, decklist published. I think uh, Wizards only publishes the top sixteen for this yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. unlike yeah. challenges where it's always top thirty-two. Mm -hmm. I don't get it actually um, because the the events are so huge. I I mean we've uh, we had about 1,700 players across the three tournaments. The first one we're talking about now um, uh, had 581 players. Mm -hmm. The second one we'll talk about later it had got 447 or, or, or 74. Uh, I, I'm not sure now. Mm -hmm. uh, I've... Probably I've got the numbers mixed up. And the last one from Sunday got capped at 672. Mm -hmm. And I think there were the biggest uh, Magic Online events ever. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's, it's so. I mean, so Legacy um, Challenge is always... Just for comparison, how many people are usually attending in a challenge? About 150? I think okay. 60 to 100. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, like that, uh, yeah, that's a total different uh, level than, yeah. Maybe 120 or something like that. But makes me really wonder why we only see yeah, top 16. 
Yeah. One one thing that was really good for for these events were the God accounts that were provided from Watsi in this case, which guarantees uh, which you get every copy you need for for the tournament except the Walking Dead Secret Lair. But and I think some Jumpstart cards, not Jumpstart. Um, it was another um, different set. There was that not the feed artist and the the three drop that is played commonly in show and tell was also not provided for 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 the god accounts. Um, oh, I, I remember. Is it is it spellseeker or? I think it was the same set. Yeah, it's it's the commander set, the commander draft set, where the the okay. the yeah. dual lands bond. were provided. Battle bond, yeah, because. As I've remembered it, Battle Bonds cards weren't included into it too, which is, I think, uh, a lot of uh, um, uh, show and tell players have now cutted it from the from the deck that this redrop. But yeah, it's it's a little bit, yeah. I'm I'm not sure why we we don't have every card in these accounts if you provide God accounts, but. We can be happy that they did at least a similar thing or nearly got accounts, which is really, really cool. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the, I, I'm wondering if, if uh, Magic Online will implement something like a, a subscription based model you now with the uh, rental services becoming even more popular. I think just a, just a subscription based model. Uh, Magic Online would lure in a lot of players. I mean, this event is a really... Uh, you can see that card availability in Legacy is the real reason why in paper Legacy is um, quote-unquote dying, yeah? Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. When card availability isn't isn't a problem, the format thrives and flourishes, and that's what people want. That's what people want to play. And uh, simply don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, I get it. Why why they want to play it? Because I I myself mm -hmm. also want to play it, but I don't get why Magic Online uh, doesn't have a subscription based model. Yeah, it's a little bit outdated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. I think I think the problem is the 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 enforcement for for limited or something like that. How you get the cards, how you pay for the cards. It's you, you have to change the the entire model how you how you provide everything. And yeah, there is a lot of money in the in these accounts. And yeah, if a, a player was playing now for a lot of time and they don't have the subscription services, there could be thousands of dollars in these accounts and if they announce it from now that yeah we're moving to subscription based that means these accounts are basically worthless because the, the cards do not matter now if they yeah, have it, it. Be a, it yeah there must be a kind of hybrid system where yeah and even a hybrid system some value. will um Decrease the value of all existing copies of cards in the in of the on the server. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, 
in in a hypothetical case where you would change the system to a subscription based one there is no way that you can prevent that i think yeah as as it's in as it's a case of law i think um every copy of a card you get access to but is still owned uh, by wizards of the coast um, so you don't have any property on these accounts. You just get access to, so they can take it. Ever uh, can take everything away, and you can't do anything about it. Okay. As far as as I know it legally, so okay. if they want to implement it, there should be no uh, law hurdles for for visits of the coast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Going back to tunnel weekend. The, the Eternal Weekend now. Port, um, right? Region Port. Yeah, Second Eternal Weekend Region Port from Saturday. The top eight were uh, Rack Delva from Vicky, Snowco on seventh place from Mac Windsauce. I like this name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sixth place, we've got Buck Hogag from Satterline. Fifth place was. Uh, Snowco or Mirror? Yeah, Snowco yeah. version. From Anurag Das. Mm -hmm. Yes, Noko. And on fourth place, we've got Monoreth Prison from Basuta. Third place, we've got Ragdelva from Louis MG. Second place was uh, Pokepile from Baku91. It's it's on um, Goldfish under Snowco, but I know it plays Stifle, so it's, it's the Pokepile, Pokepile yeah. list from... Jeff White? I, I'm not sure. Is it James or Jeff? No. Uh, I've got, I've got to I it up. It's have to the real Pokemon. I'm not sure. From uh, on Twitter. I can maybe. Uh, I don't think you find it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. J White. It's yeah. J, uh, J White. Um, yeah, J White, yeah. Mm hmm. And on first place, we've got Defn Texas mm -hmm. from Tundoslav. <laughs> I think I butchered Wha the name here. What does this mean? Is Defn Texas broken now? Uh, I think nah, we have to ban it. For sure not broken. <laughs> yeah, we have to no. ban Thalia and also <laughs> Ethelwild as well. <laughs> uh, or maybe just Port because the event is called Wish It and Port, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's quite cool that it was this event that... Yeah, Death that Texas, Death Texas spiked, yeah. I mean, of course, Death Texas got a little bit of an uh, increase in power level because of Skycliff apparition. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely not um, a case to be made here that Death Texas is too strong. Maybe it fell a little bit off the radar for a lot of people. And it ha did have a strong showing uh, in the whole tournament, I think. I'm not even sure if that's the case for this specifically, but also I think for the other ones, Devon Texas performed at least okay. Yeah, compared to typical tournaments. Yeah, I like it. If I like it when the when Devon Texas is a, a, good a force in the in the meta mm -hmm. and is, which hasn't been the case in the last few months. Uh, few last months. few years. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, um, I mean, in the there have been some ups and downs. Yeah, the, the 25 year special uh, 
Um, Pro Tour was won by Devon Texas. Yeah, you can you can sneak That's in uh, a win here and there. So sometimes. But yeah, but, but it wasn't good in the check pile era. It wasn't good yeah, in Brandon Six era. And I mean, De Devon Texas is never, I think, never a tier one deck. Nah, for sure not. No, no. It it's maximum. I don't know tier two to three. I'm not sure. It it's like it's like Gretsch when when the yeah. text isn't good, then it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has a Dredge problem. Yeah, it's, but it's it, just it's so easily hated out. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, the Skycliff apparition has really turned the tides for this deck. I also in this particular list, I really uh, like the twenty-four lands. And uh, I think it's fourteen, it's sixteen white sources he got. So um, every yeah. Death Nexus player knows that this deck is really, really starved for for white sources, and mm. it's as a monocolored deck, it always plays not enough. Uh, yeah, on the lower edge, and sometimes yeah. people are cutting. I think to down to twenty three lands sometimes, which I think is. Completely at first, uh, at first the consensus the consensus was uh, twenty three lands. Yeah, and I think that's just with four wastes and four ports. That's just way um, too greedy. Um, concerning um, if you want to be able to cast flick wisp, and now in the case of skycliff apparition or consul's judgment from the sideboard, you, you just want to hard cast those cards as well. And yeah, and you need double white for this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just impossible to support. And I really like the eleven planes. Yeah, of course, yeah. That, mm -hmm. That's so cool. And and because one a lot thing, of people. Yeah. yeah okay. People. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I really like about the list is the two spirit of labyrinth in the main deck. I have to admit mm -hmm. that. It's it's just oh yeah a so good card in the meta with Uru running around. It mm. it turns down the power level of him so so much and Icefang Quartle I mean Icefang Quartle is mostly cast on on the opponent's turn but but it decreases a lot of the power level of, of Ponder and each other cantrip the Brainstorm, blue soup also. brainstorm mm -hmm. is is just yeah, bad it, uh, I was about to say that it feels so great to violet enough uh, in response to brainstorm mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just real good magic there yeah, um, yeah it's so so far for this event on the Eternal Weekend Maze of If we've got in eighth place uh Esper Vile from Hey Nongman. On seventh place we've got Anuragdas on Snowco. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. Or Miracles. No, yeah, I think it looks uh, more it's, like it's a Snowco version. Shark Typhoon, so yeah, it's a version Is of playing five-color shark food. Snowco. Yeah, a five-color shark food. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. snowco. I would say it's a snowco variant. Yeah. With yeah. Dead of Winters. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of, of any from these shark typhoon lists. It's just not my I mean, where, where, where do you draw the line, really? I mean, in this point, these are all kind of strong. the same decks. And some choices, some deck, um, some card choices are different than others. And, um, Yeah. I think that they are all just reflavored snow colists. Yeah. I with think With a so different too. wing con, with a miracle spell here, a shark yep. typhoon there, yep. another euro here, or 
this color, that color, um, but it's definitely the same deck, just reflavored. Yeah. Like vanilla Coke, cherry Coke, normal <laughs> Coke, Coke yeah. Zero, it's all, Coke Light. It's all just Coke. Yeah. On <laughs> <laughs> um, sixth place, we've got Mullerine Cloud Prost from Sea Cream. On fifth place, we've got Ragdelve again from Twisted Wombat. Fourth place, another death in Texas from SO. 63. 63. Mm -hmm. On third place, again, Buck Hogak from Westvale Preacher. What's remarkable is, um, I think we've got two third place or, or even three third place Hogaks. Um, can we check this? Uh, third place? From the, from the other. We have... Uh, okay, uh, no. There is uh, one in sixth in place. Sixth place from and first, it was... Also third place. Third yeah. place. But so we have uh, Hogax in each top eight. Yeah, in, f in third place, sixth place, and third place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and from Westfield Preacher, on second place, we've got Oops All Spells by Shervinator. It's Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's remarkable that he went that far. I think he went 12 and 0 and losing. Only in the finals. Yeah. So it's crazy, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it can happen. Cr crazy. Of course. I'm not sure. Did he did he touched every force of will matchup? Might be. I mean you can win through a force of will or, or, or every Leyland matchup, I, I'm not sure now. Uh, um, there are ways to, 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 to combat that. Yeah. You have tools like force of weekend as support. Yeah. You have but your pact of negations. I mean, you can win through that, but of course, it's just not very likely. <laughs> likely <laughs> it's it's yeah. funny that, that such a glass cannon, 12-0, yeah. yeah. I haven't thought it would be possible. Yeah. Every time I play uh, a glass cannon deck at FNM, <laughs> I run into every hate <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. But the one thing that it. is really, really cool um, from his list is the two ground seals um, in the sideboard. The two ground seals in mm -hmm. the sideboard uh, should have been two <laughs> additional chances of the annex. Yeah. But he tried something out and the yeah. ground seal don't really work. Yeah, it just shuts off his side of the combo. And on... First yeah. place? Uh, what is on first place? Um, we've got elves from Edusera. Yeah, um, which is uh, quite nice, uh, actually. Um, we never really saw elves to be uh, of high performance in the last few events, I think, if I remember. Yeah, elves was certainly not here. And then it wins, I think it wasn't even in the top 16. From the Ad Eternal Weekend yep. list. I mean, we got to check this. Nope. No, no, no elves. <laughs> and then the only elves list we can find is a winning list from the Eternal Weekend Maze of If. Um, yeah, it plays the full playset of LSR Shepard. Of course, yeah. <laughs> the, the card is just bonkers. <laughs> it's really extreme. What can this card do? And yeah, that was our uh, eternal weekend. 
Uh, we had another big uh, tournament on Sunday. It was the Legacy Challenge. Oh yeah, let's have a look at that. And just a quick look. Um, here the top eight were, I think, a five-color snow colors from Odorus Urungus. Mm -hmm. On uh, seventh place, we've got Snowco from Kauf J. Sixth place, we've got also Rack Delva from Alpheus. Fifth place, we've got Isid Delva, a very rare choice nowadays, um, from Bruron. On fourth place, we've got uh, LED Dredge from Orim67, mm -hmm. which plays Oakwind as Ipod. On third place, we've got Entombstay from Elfkit. So it's basically a doomsday list with Entomb. Okay, yeah. And Crystal Band and Emrakul, so it has a little bit of a... Uh, it's basically Tin Fins, but with a, uh, with a doomsday sideboard plan, which is kind of cool. On second uh, place, we've got Lance from Bouncing Yeti. And on first place, we've got a Snow Co list of Snow Miracles. From we fold for food, so with four um, with four big events this weekend, um, I think we get a lot of data mm -hmm. for for the band talk about Oko. We will see what um, the community reactions will be. Yeah, of course. And it will be interesting because um, Oko always fluctuates really hard. So, uh, here we had, I think, 69 or 62% and as, the, as the highest amount and 38% as the lowest amount, which is still fairly high, but it's tolerable. Compared to the other tournaments. Compared to the other, yes. yeah. And the difference, the difference in the uh, is also in the brainstorm and force of will decks. When it's when uh, when the Oko uh, numbers are low, then also the brainstorm and force of will numbers are lower mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they're always played in conjunction. Of course, yeah. Uh, uh, mo most of the time, are played in conjunction. For sure, there are unfair decks also which play brainstorm and ponder, but they mostly don't play force of will. Yeah, that was for the four. Do you have tournament? Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how will how this will develop for the next two weeks. If we see a ban in the future or not, I'm not sure if that is uh, sufficient enough to decide on that. But of course, it looks like that. Of course, Oko is quite representative. In the format, I would say. Although um, I would very welcome uh, Okuban, I was very impressed that or that there wasn't so many Ragdell was so many Snowco in the in the mm -hmm. events that I previously fought. So yeah, I'm still for a ban from Oko, but. 
more yeah. for gameplay reasons than for brokenness or power level. Okay, yeah. Because it's, uh, I'm biased. I don't like to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What we, uh, what we have to say as the last topic here for tonight. Um, Wizards has has made a statement today, mm-hmm. and Wizards will, su- will suspend all the co- all the official tournament. Uh, all of official in-store tournament play so there won't be any sanctioned tournaments in Europe for the next time to come mm-hmm. uh, for sure because of, of COVID-19 and therefore we have to uh, pause the Austrian Legacy League unfortunately yeah, unfortunately for the second time uh, this year we will we will come back uh, in probably next year mm-hmm. and just start with. Uh, we try to um, yeah make the best out of it, right? Yeah, we try to make the best of it. And st- <laughs> Peter, what do you have to say? Yeah, yeah. I think what Philip you tries to say it. is that even though we aren't allowed to to make any uh, any to make any in-store play or continue with with the league play um we have to to try to to do something together in yeah. our group in our community to provide something for for each yeah. other um we have to um maybe we can make something happen uh online maybe we can organize some tournaments via discord for example might be a good idea um, but we have to see yeah. um, in which way um, this yeah. would be feasible. I mean, there is the possibility that we can um, organize uh, webcam tournaments uh, so that we have it paper-based. Magic Online is a little bit different story because um, not all of us have access to all the cars. Um, as we discussed before, it's not really feasible. Yeah, Um I mean, we we've started after the first lockdown to this play via yeah. Xmage some FNMs, and this would be something we could do because then we could do how this is more brewing or something like that because not everyone is able to to buy mm-hmm. brew cards or something like that because yeah. We are not in the lockdown, <laughs> but we are locked down, so. Yeah, we 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 have to do the best out of it. I would say. Do we have any anything other to add to this? Uh, I think for tonight this is a wrap up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had some we had some (laughs) technical difficulties. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. Um, when are we recording next time? I so think it's um, in three weeks from now. Yeah, it's in three weeks. Uh, this episode will air on Friday. Yeah. The twenty. Fr- the twenty third of October. Yeah. And I think we will. Twenty third. Yeah. We will cast the next episode on the tenth of November. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll see what will happen in the yep. legacy until there. And I think it's time for you people to follow us on Twitter on at response underscore legacy. You can find me on Twitter at FinnecMTG. It's P-H-I-N-E-K-M-T-G. And Peter, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at UnicornLord, but the O in the Lord is a zero. You can find me regularly on Twitch, mostly Mondays, but maybe I will tune in on another day in the week on unicorn lord mtg but the o in the lord is another zero and where can we find you daniel you can find me on uh, twitter which is at flying delva and also my website which is greatness at any cost.com of course um philip uh did you say what where we can find you or yeah i already told, uh, okay. told the listeners um <laughs> <laughs> But you also can uh, <laughs> find us on YouTube us, uh, at Austrian Legacy League and also on Twitch, Austrian underscore Legacy. And I think it's enough for today. <laughs> and we wrap it up here. See you next time. <laughs>